For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Content warning. Today's episode includes mentions of gun violence, death, and sexual assault. Today, we cover an opinion piece from a group of black alumni on the lack of university support for racism research, the recent shooting in Atlanta, and a new lawsuit against former President Donald Trump alleging sexual assault. It's Friday, May 5th. I sat down with community opinion editor Lucia Wetherill to discuss this morning's article by the concerned black alumni of Princeton regarding the possibility of establishing a Princeton Center for Research on Racism. The piece is a culmination of several years of conversations spurred by President Eisgruber's 2020 letter affirming the university's commitment to combat systemic racism. If you could just give us a little bit of context into this community opinion article, what's it about and kind of why is it happening now? Yeah, so amidst the sort of Black Lives Matter protests of 2020, President Eisgruber issued a letter sort of calling on university leadership to confront realities and the legacy of racism at the university. And really soon after that, members of Princeton's faculty signed a petition basically calling for an anti-racism center. And so this op-ed is really continuing that work. You know, as we know, even though those protests have died down, the importance of a center and anti-racism work, you know, hasn't, hasn't ended, hasn't faded. Yeah, and I guess who are these stakeholders, the the group that's writing this uh, proposal? Sure, so this proposal was really championed by the Concerned Black Alumni of Princeton, which is basically an independent alumni group that has sort of assembled to support this call for the establishment of a center that works towards combating and eradicating racism. And I guess what drawbacks have they identified in kind of the current system that they feel that additional institutional support is 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 um, kind of required in this case? Yeah, so the main thing is that the center would allow faculty to collaborate a lot more and with more resources um, and allow for greater focus on issues of systemic racism within that collaboration. And by getting more faculty involved and sort of giving them those resources, it would also allow for a more interdisciplinary approach to a lot of these issues. What exactly are they kind of proposing. So it's an institution-wide center, is that right? Yeah, so it would basically be a resource center, uh, a research center that would identify different measures, um, define different policies, and promote different programs to address issues of institutional and systemic racism. And their main reason is sort of Princeton has such a wealth of brain power and especially financial resources, so it really should be channeling them into an effort like this. Right. And am I correct in saying that a lot of peer kind of institutions like other sort of Ivy League universities and that kind of thing have sort of similar centers? Yeah. So the piece mentions this, but there are a number of other universities that have already taken steps uh, towards establishing centers like these or that have existing centers that are already doing this kind of work. So this isn't a novel idea. All right. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. In campus news, the university released its biannual update on hazing, reporting on the period between August 1st, 2022 to February 1st of this year. The report documented several significant investigations, the most significant of which surrounded a fraternity initiation. On December 16th of last year, 27 students were charged with various involvements in fraternity-related hazing. 16 were suspended for between 4 and 24 months, and 4 had their degree withheld for up to 2 years. To read more about the report, See Associate News Editor Leah Opperman's recent article in The Prince. In national news, on Wednesday, one person was killed and four were injured by a gunman in a medical waiting room in Atlanta, Georgia. The suspect, Dion Patterson, opened fire after being denied anti-anxiety medication from the facility. Patterson was arrested eight hours after the incident and has been charged with murder and four counts of aggravated assault. 
The person killed was 39-year-old Amy St. Pierre. Two of the hospitalized victims were in critical condition as of yesterday. This is the 192nd shooting of four or more people in the U.S. this calendar year. On Monday afternoon, Jordan Neely, a 30-year-old man, died on the New York City subway after being placed in a chokehold by a fellow passenger. When NYPD officers reached the scene, Neely was unconscious and taken to hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. The city's medical examiner ruled Neely's death a homicide. An investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is still underway to determine if charges will be brought against the other passenger. Neely's death comes after New York City Mayor Eric Adams launched an initiative last year to address homelessness in the subway system, which was to include more emergency behavioral health assistance teams. The lawsuit brought by writer E. Jean Carroll against former President Donald Trump for alleged sexual assault saw the prosecution rest its case yesterday. Carroll has testified that Trump raped her in the mid-1990s, and the jury has this week heard testimony from two friends of the journalist, in whom she confided at the time of the incident. The case comes after a recent announcement that sexual assault survivors in New York could, one time only, file civil suits that would otherwise be blocked by the statute of limitations. Trump has not appeared in court himself, but has criticized Carroll in comments to reporters. This accusation comes six months into his 2024 presidential campaign. For the weather today, expect scattered showers with a high of 61 and a low of 43. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Regina Roberts, Lena Kim, and me, sound engineered by Eden Tashoma, and written under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.